Conversations from a room. I'm Christian Lugo, your host, and we're live from Los Angeles, California. This is episode two, let's just say that. And um, I have two wonderful people that mean a lot to me. This is Shalomar and Chris. Say hi, guys. Hey. Hello. <laughs> so. Play your piano. <laughs> so. So I, I want to try what to... What is that so funny? <laughs> because, because I didn't know I was having my dad here. So Chris um, <clears throat> is referring to my, my keyboard Casio from 1992. Uh, have you had that since 1992? Yeah, if you can see, if, if you turn around here, I have my is name. I wrote, I wrote this back in the 90s. That's why it's so faded. Christian with K, huh? Christian with a K. You didn't know that this whole time? we known each other, you didn't know? You didn't know that because when we texted it's, him, it's, I texted him It's actually with European. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why did he... Since when did he get all sassy? That's how he is. He's is, it, is it a certain time of the day? Yeah. Is he, he might, like... Is he, he like, might be a little sleepy. Is he like sassy werewolf? He might be. I'm sleepy, but I'm... By the time might be the, a little sleepy. By the time that, what the time do you usually go to bed? The chickpeas messed me up. The chickpeas. The chickpeas gave What, they give you gas? So... I don't know the chickpeas messed you up. Um, what, what, what do you think the chickpeas messed you up? I don't know. First time I... All right, well, try to speak a little louder so the mic gets you. Okay, keep going, keep going, come on. Oh, my God. Like, make fun of this guy, huh? You believe that? <laughs> Making fun of him, like... I'm just joking, guys, come on. <laughs> okay. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's nervous because we're recording. <laughs> so far, this All right. is... This has to be the worst. Player 1992. <clears throat> All right, so I wanted to use this as an introduction to the show, but I haven't come up with a uh, intro yet. If I do, I'll just edit it in the beginning. But I have a song for you guys. I'll play that. Okay. Um, let's see. You guys are going to be slow rock. All right. I'm reloading. Here we go. That's the last time we ever experiment with yeah. sounds. <laughs> All right, so I think Chris is gonna go to the restroom. Nah, go. Oh. Go, 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 go. I'm here. Bed. It's okay. <clears throat> he's gonna. He's gonna. He's in the corner right now, so he can uh, have some flatulence. So basically, um, I just want to talk to you guys about uh, who you are, what you do, and um, we don't have to get too deep. But um, um, so Shalomar, how do we know each other? We know each other from college, New yeah. World School of the Arts. We went to New World School of the Arts down in Miami, Florida, where we studied theater. And um, that's that's kind of how I sort of was starting to do uh, uh, acting. I feel like that's how I really got serious with it. And then what about you? Did I get serious with it from college? Or yeah. Um, 
I want to say high school because I went to uh, it wasn't a magnet high school, but Miami Springs was really big. Mm-hmm. The drama department was really big, mm-hmm. um, so that's why I think I really, really got involved. Yeah, I feel like back in back in Miami, uh, it wasn't like theater wasn't huge, but if you were in uh, like the drama program in your school, it was like the most important thing to you. If you were in the right school, because yeah. I, I mean I've been to three high schools, mm-hmm. and I've went to some schools where it was like. Mm-hmm. shits and giggles it mm-hmm. was a bunch of bull but um my Miami Springs was very serious like in all of the competitions mm-hmm. and oh yeah we were too yeah did you ever go to pres- state yep yeah that, yep. Was, that was the best that I feel like that's how, that's when life got real man and every time we went to like state competitions do you guys say like at hotels and all that yep mm-hmm. oh, wasn't that the best yeah yeah oh god those days were like and we only had like one chaperone it was like that was <laughs> and she didn't even go to the school she was like someone's mom it was a drama teacher <laughs> but I remember those days like oh man like that's when you really started to become like who you were as like I felt like not not an adult but that's when you really started to explore like your your like personality like you just became uh like I don't know like I remember I I became like more, I guess, comically in tune because I was, like, goofing around with my friends and we were joking around all the time. And that's when, like, it's basically, like, imagine, like, a three-day sleepover with no parental vision, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was crazy, yeah. And you were in a hotel. It was your first time with the hotel with your friends. And you were just going ape shit. I think I actually explored my personality after I left New World. Mm-hmm. I dropped out of New World, FYI. Oh, yeah. But, um... Everyone dropped out of New World. So no. like, uh, I would I say, I would say, that I, no way. Who else dropped out? Uh, uh. kicked out. Oh, okay. No, no, no. He, he stopped coming. I don't want to, I don't want to name drop. I'm going to have to bleep that out. Oh yeah. Okay. Some guy, he dropped out. <laughs> Thanks. But then he came back and yes, and they were like, what the fuck? No, you can't come back. Um, so anyways, um, no yeah, New World, New World, out. New World was cool. New World was cool. What about what about you, Chris? What was your? Did you go to high school in the states or did you go to high school in Greece? Yeah. Chris is watching videos right now. Wait, are you trying to watch the Sopranos? Sopranos. No, I'm not. Wait, come here. You gotta sit next Chris. to us. You gotta uh, you gotta be involved in. Passing gas. <laughs> He's passing gas. Yeah, that I want to I want to I want to learn more about you and your life mm, in Greece. Let me know. Chris, stop. I... Tell me, tell me. No, no, no. <laughs> Ask me about it. What do you want? <laughs> Tell me. Is it that time ask of the me. day? I know he's sleepy. I can look at his face. Okay, you can ask me. Ask me what you want to know about. Did you, did you, where did you go to high school? I go to technical high school about a car engineer mm-hmm. for three years. Where? In uh, Mesolonghi, mm-hmm. Greece Mesolonghi. And once I finish, uh, I start working. After three days, I finish my school. You had a job? After three days of school, you... you no, no, after three days, I finished my school, after I started working. Oh, I see, But you I guys see. don't have, like... In buses and trucks. Do you guys have, like, graduations? Like, how it is in America? Kind of. Like, for people, for the people that are, like, the, the best uh, students. So, did you have graduation? Wait a second. You only had Not graduation... For me, like, you only had graduation for the best students? The best students. So what about... a best student. What about if you finished school and you weren't one of the best Nothing, students? Nothing. You just passed. That's it. You passed. <laughs> Wait a second, terrible. are you serious? You just help your body, that's all, you don't need nothing else. What are they, they didn't even give you like a diploma? <laughs> yes, I don't remember, yeah, I got one diploma, that's But all. they don't do like a ceremony. No. 
Wow. We have a ceremony like for the best uh, students, that's all. And you guys don't have prom either. No, no, either that. Person didn't know what those things were until he... I saw in the movies and stuff. <laughs> you, live, you live vicariously <laughs> through, through the movies. I only know prom because of High School Musical, not because of my own school. Oh my that's, God. that's cool, man. So what was your first job in Greece? I was like uh, working in a garage with buses and trucks. Diesel. Wow. You're basically like the coolest. You're, you, you're the cool guy in every film where he works at the... Yeah. Oh, he oh, goes, yeah. he leaves school and works at a, a car at a, shop. At a car yeah. shop, yeah. <laughs> with his leather jacket on. <laughs> exactly. I we, worked about two years after I went to the army. And actually, I left work because uh, one guy pissed me off. You quit your job because I guy, quit my job. I you, just left. I was like, was no, that was that the army? No, no, at the the at garage. The garage, okay. The guy pissed the me garage. off. I said, like, go pick it up by yourself, like, kind of tour, and I just left. Were you a troublemaker as a kid or as a young no. one? No, I'm not, I'm not really. Not really. Not really. You just didn't like people with bad Never. attitudes. Yeah. What was uh, some of the stuff you worked on at the garage? Yeah. Change transmission, engines. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to change the, you know, the tires, uh, the brakes. So how did you transition into uh, mechanics and then to becoming an artist? Well, I don't know. How did you discover that, uh, essentially? A little by little, I started working in... Uh, mm-hmm. What artist? I think you said you were an artist. Oh, painter. No, painter. Yeah, painter, yeah. In but the, no. In the apartments. And paint, like, construction. Oh. oh. <laughs> See, this whole time, I thought Chris was an artist. No, I'm an artist. Yeah, yeah. I would say <laughs> I'm an artist. Yeah, yeah. You're an artist. You, you're an artist to, to home improvement. You know? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, it takes, you, it takes skill. I don't know. I started working like uh, We moved to America. Yeah, welcome to America. The second chapter. Mm-hmm. Chapter two. <laughs> So I want to talk about you guys and your relationship. You guys just got married. Yeah. How long have you guys been married now for? Six months. Six months. And six months and, and eighteen and hours. Six months and eight days. Oh. And uh, how would you guys describe your relationship in one word? Ooh. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> chaos? I think I would say ninety-five percent of the time, chaos, any relationship would, would be chaos. But you would describe our relationship no. as chaos. Just a joke. A joke. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it is why well sometimes but, yeah. but if I had to name our relationship here's the, here's, I wouldn't here's say the chaos. chaos I, know, I honestly right? I honestly I honestly, I honestly would probably also say chaos because you know what man any 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 honestly I think I think what builds a relationship is 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 chaos I mean not I don't want to say chaos but I mean you have to you kind of have to break down in order to build you know what I mean well, I think what causes chaos in relationships is because what people don't realize when you're in a relationship, not only are you, once you decide to join in with someone, I mean, especially like live or mm-hmm. marriage, things like that. Um, not only are you working on yourself, now you've made a commitment to work on each yeah, other. Yeah, you had that's, you know? yeah, yeah. It's not just you anymore. That's yeah. the hardest part. And that's a big thing because not only am I working on my shit, now I got to work on our shit. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think sometimes it causes chaos. You 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 were telling me that a lot of. Oh, what's up? What do you need? No. Oh, he needs water. No, give me the cap. <laughs> the cap. Oh shit. Um, you were saying how um, 
a lot of things that you've changed in your life, you've changed because of Chris. Like, oh, you never thought about having kids, uh-huh. or you never thought about doing so and so, and you know, as soon as Chris came in your life, that's kind of brought it into it in perspective. Why do you think that is? I don't know. And you know, actually, I was thinking about this recently, and okay. I was wondering, like, <laughs> well, because you're hot. I had your friend from. I had to. Uh, Chris, you are so high maintenance. <laughs> I had to turn off the air and the and the fans <laughs> in order to do this podcast. You are so high maintenance. And now Chris tomorrow. is. Oh my gosh. gosh. And to make it matters worse, no, talk, talk. (laughs) To make matters worse, he's probably still farting. (laughs) No, oh, if he was farting, we would know. But actually, so recently I was just thinking about this, and I was wondering, Mm -hmm. had I not met Chris, would I become the the woman who I am today? Yeah. And I kind of think so, but I think maybe it would have took me longer. To hey, get yeah, you there. know, butterfly effect. You know, I think I think everything happens uh, for a reason. You know, every everything. Oh, totally. Everything is like a snowball effect. You know. Yeah. Sure, you would be the same person, but you're not the same person you are today because, or you're not essentially exactly the same because of you know, of you know who who, who your partner is. And yeah. All that. Yeah. And yeah, it's a huge commitment because I, I, I worry about that all the time. Like, am I going to change? I, I always figure like how, how I, I'm a very like, what if type of person. Mm-hmm. I, I, I constantly think of what if I would have done it this way? What if I would have done it that way? And I think that's the worst way to live because it's, it's, we, we need to li- live in a matter of this Being is present. exactly, this is who I am now. This is every moment is happening Little by little, you need to be able to live your 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 best moment, you know, and whatever comes, you know, whatever 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 uh, whatever punch you get, you know, you roll by the punches. That 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 old that old saying. Uh, but let's talk about occupations. Um, Shalomar, what is it that you do? I'm a birth doula and a yoga instructor. See, I thought a birth doula was someone who deliver the baby. Deliver the baby, but that's what, a midwife or an OBGYN. I thought it was specifically also at someone's home. You know what I mean? I didn't know it was at, but I, but I've just recently learned that a doula is someone who uh, is emotional support. Correct? Is that is that the best way to describe emotional, it? Emotional. We give support by providing emotional support, mm-hmm. comfort support. Uh, I mean, physical support. Mm-hmm. Um, or also we provide information. So people usually book me maybe let's say the second trimester mm-hmm. and um, we meet two times before they give birth. So do they interview Well, we doulas? do an interview. So technically three if you want to include the interview. Mm-hmm. First they interview me and some people do it by phone. Some people do it in person. Most people do it in person. In person, yeah. Um, so. And after that, if you decide to book me, we have two prenatal visits mm-hmm. and then... I go to your birth when you're ready for me. And do you ever get nervous that, you know, these women are are, are dealing with such a he- like it's such a uh, it's such a heavy part of their life. You know, this is this is such a this is such a uh, influ- like you you basically it's have, a very intimate moment. Yeah, exactly. For sure. It's and you and and it's such a sensitive uh, time of their lives. Do you ever get you ever get nervous that you know that you're not or not? I don't want to say not, but that. That you're giving them everything you can, or or do you feel like like you know you you know how you're you're pretty confident about your job? So, I still get a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Not not like how I used to be, 
Um, in the beginning, I used to get extremely nervous and I would think like, oh, maybe, maybe I did the wrong thing. Maybe this yeah. wasn't, I shouldn't have done this. But my third birth, so I've been to 30 births now mm-hmm. and my third birth, um, she actually had extremely fast labor and I made it to her apartment at 2.30 AM. Mm-hmm. She had her baby at 2.35 Wow. She was supposed, we were supposed to go to the hospital, but I literally arrived to her apartment and I see her, she was in the tub, she's contracting and I looked at her and the way she's contracting, I knew it was time to go to the hospital. I knew it was close. And so I said, okay, get up. We have to go to the hospital. And then she looks at me and she says, I can't, the baby head is out. And I look down and sure enough, it's like her baby head was like Wow. Like her baby was literally staring at me. And and I was, in my head, I was freaking out. I'm like, oh, sh- ah, my training but, didn't prepare but, me for but this. But you, you know but in person, internally, like, yeah, you need to be able to be I strong. I have to be strong for her and wow. her, her that husband. Has to be, that has to be really hard, man. I mean, oh, like, my gosh. Like, you know, a, as a person, when you're with someone who's dealing with a lot of, tr- like, not trauma, but with a lot of stress, you... You know, you you think okay, I need to be the one who kind of holds the, the you know steady ground, but not only that, but it's your job. I mean, it's like that is literally your job to do that. You know, yeah. it's got to it's got to be tough. And know? some people do have trauma. You know, I I deal with some people. Some people um, are having babies who've been sexually abused, or there are some mm-hmm. people who may have problems with their partners, may not have a partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know. There are yeah. definitely people with trauma during this time, and you have to work through that yeah for sure to try and, and help think, them have a good I think birth. that's so important to you know you're they're not just having a baby they're having some they're bringing someone into their lives yeah a life that they're already dealing with so and so a and b and c and you have to take that in consideration totally is there any besides the uh quick birth is there any been any other situation where it's been really difficult for you or yeah i definitely have had some difficult births um I, I want to say maybe sometimes when you have the single mothers, the, the, those can be very difficult because, yeah. um, especially if they don't have any family or no one's there. Like, I live in mm-hmm. New York and a lot of people don't have family in New York. Um, yeah, it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's a place like, you know, you it's move, a very independent city. It's, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, like, if they don't have family, sometimes that's difficult because then that means that I am their only support wow. at that birth. So, it is me 100%. Versus if they have a partner or if their mother there, their, if there's a friend, I can maybe even just step outside for 10 minutes to mm-hmm. take a breath. But if it's just me, I'm I'm stuck. I'm I'm with them, and I am their full support. And what's your relationship like with these women after their birth? Like after it depends. I have some clients who I'm super close with. Like even Chris. Chris is my husband, by the way. Um, Even Chris and I, we've been to dinner at one of my clients' house after Mm -hmm. they've had their baby. Mm -hmm. Some we talk all the time. I follow them on Instagram. And there's some who, after they give birth, I do a postpartum visit. We maybe talk a week or two after that, and then there's no more. Mm-hmm. My door is always open, though. That's great. So, yeah, well, you, you know, because that's you've, they've they've had such an intimate uh, experience with you. Why why end it? Why end it after the birth? You know. Yeah, some some people you do become like family, and some people is more like a job. I will say that it it really just depends that's on true. the people and who you connect with. So I knew you in college because of acting. Yeah. I would have never thought you you, you would become a doula. No, I don't. I, How did that happen? 
I want to say maybe through yoga. Oh, that's right. finding love oh, with yoga, yoga opens a lot of doors. You it know? does. And it I've, does. I've I've tried yoga a, a bunch of times. I I can't really get into it. Chris, what do you what do you think about yoga? It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. What about, what do you think about yoga? I don't, he just said that he can't get into I'm it. I'm not a fan of it. I love yoga. Honestly, I think that if it wasn't for yoga, I really don't know where. I don't think that I would be in this relationship with Chris. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be a doula. I don't think that I would have a lot of things so that I have. you think yoga really opened up worlds for you? It did. It wow. really, um, because before, so I've always practiced yoga in Miami. I started practicing while I was at New World. Uh-huh. And, um, but like, you know, just doing some, just doing Uh, shit. As a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. But when I lost my job in Miami and I, um, just kind of had nothing to do, Mm -hmm. I started practicing it all the time and it kind of builds your confidence and Mm -hmm. it kind of built my relationship with myself versus before I kind of used to be in these bad relationships Mm -hmm. or really letting people take advantage of me and not knowing my self-worth. Yeah. And I think during yoga, I started gaining that for myself, my my self-worth. And it made me realize when Chris came along, I tell people all the time, I didn't like Chris when I first met him, but it made me sit and think like, so you've been doing something the opposite way for a very long time and dating a certain type of guy for a really long time and it has not been working. Maybe you should give this guy a chance. I do. I do feel like you are 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 much more uh, grounded and mature person since last. I mean, time. but you knew me when I was like college. When yeah, co- but college, like so college, you're not longer. really a person. Exactly. You <laughs> you're know, just a shell he's trying to figure it out with with questions. Yeah. all inside of you. I mean, like eighteen when mm-hmm. we met, I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. You really trying to figure it out? So, well, I'm twenty six now. Mm-hmm. That was a while ago. Yeah. All right. Let's move over to Chris. Um, thank you, Shala. That was wonderful. Thank you. Uh, so what was your transition from, from Greece to the States like? Was it hard for you? It was really hard. I was supposed to come here, visit, and see how is the situation. And with my, the help of my mother talking on the phone about how is the situation back in Greece, mm-hmm. she, he, she made me think, uh, rethink about staying permanently. Mm-hmm. And I stayed. The first two years, it was a year and a half. It was really hard. I had nobody here. And little by little, I met some friends. <clears throat> I met my wife after three, how many years? Three, four years almost. You've been here for six years? Yeah, I met my wife after four years. Wow. And what else to say? <laughs> Do you think that... Uh... Uh, we were talking about this earlier. You know, I, I, when I moved to LA, I mean, I still don't really have a lot of close friends, but do you think it's hard, uh, for you to like keep going forward in the city because it's, you know, you don't have your family, you don't have your friends or have you found sort of, uh, your, your, your home? Cause I remember you saying you love New York city now, right? Yeah, I do. So you've made it your home technically. Kind of, yeah. yeah. What's your, you? no, go ahead. You always say that before you met me, you were thinking about moving to Greece. Mm-hmm. You were yeah. thinking about going back home. Yeah. 
until you met me and yeah. you were like, oh. I, I think that changes. I think being in a relationship really, really sort of uh, solidifies your life decisions, you know. And I think the uh, same thing with me when I when I got in, when I met Rachel, I you know a lot of my friends were telling me if you I ever thought about moving to back to Miami or to New York, and I said, well, there's no way I could because you know I'm with Rachel now. We we're we're committed in this relationship. You know, you don't want to screw up a good relationship because that's that's your that t- essentially is your next step in life. You know what I mean? So you want to t- you want to be as serious as you can about that, and you want to be able to, you know, make your home is you know like they say home is where the heart is. You know, you 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 make you make do. You know, so I agree. Yeah, but do you think that we should be making decisions based off of our relationships, or should we be making decisions based off of? what we personally feel like we need or want in this life. I'm, I'm talking to both of you. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know your I think I think it's both. I think it's... I think you should be able to... I think first... Follow your heart. Eh? I think first follow your heart. Mm-hmm. I think your 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 sort of uh, internal... Intuition. Intuition. You've, you, you, that's always going to be number one. Because, you know... Even if you're not a selfish person, and not saying you should be, not saying that this is selfish, but I think at the end of the day, the most important person is you. Yeah, 100%. So I think you think about what you want, and you, you kind of look at that map, and then you say, okay, where does my partner fit into this? Where does they, because if, if, if they're not going to go on the same path as you are, then, then, uh, then it should, then, yeah, that part, that partner isn't, you know, always going to be the most important person. But at the end of the day, you want to be able to do what they also want to do. You, you have to, I think commitment, commitment, commitment. I'm sorry, not commitment. Let me say that word again. Um, what's the word when you need a meet? Compromise. Compromise. Compromise, <laughs> compromise, compromise is the most important word, even in a relationship and family and business. Compromise is the most important thing you do. It's not all about you. It's Chris right now is pointing to Shalimar. Am I? I don't compromise. Yeah, sometimes I'm trying to compromise. And you don't want to. <laughs> but I also just think that also, what is your definition of compromising? We all have different definitions That's true. of it. Because so I know this is a big thing that Chris and I battle with in our relationship. Is I like to sleep with a fan. Literally right in my face, and it's. Do you have a personal fan? I have like a no. I have like it's a fan at home, and it's a. a I like to call it the project fan. It's like the ghetto fan to me, <laughs> but I love it because I love the noise. Project. Like it's a specific fan that mm. I like. It's it's a it always. So, it's well, so the the, hum, the humming the humming or the the a specific noise. Can, it's the white noise. It's like white noise. Yeah, yeah. You usually put you to sleep. Noise. Yeah, yeah. And and it, yeah, it's comforting for me, and so. If it wasn't for Chris, I would literally sleep with it this close to my face, just right, right on, face, the, yeah. right on the um, the nightstand. But Chris hates it, and Chris makes me put it on the floor. Okay, so what's your compromise? But th- so this is what he tells turn me. He's like, know. yeah, he's like, you have to compromise sometimes and turn off the fan. I say no, I am compromising by putting the fan on the floor. Yeah. That before, is my compromise. We used to have it one time on, one time off. So that's compromise for me. <laughs> You guys would take turns. Okay, it's Wednesday night. The fan turns off. But by tomorrow, the fan is mine. Wow. There's certain things that's really hard. So yeah, what do you do? So like, if if you know that you need to get a good night's sleep, and that's a hard thing for me to compromise. And he does not want the fan on. What's what's the next best solution? I put it on the floor. And one, I know Chris personality, and I'm not gonna lie. I think it's also New York culture. I think that Chris just likes. Chaos. Uh, really quick update. I'm so sorry. 
Um, so the Golden State Warriors have won the NBA Finals. Uh, this was the last Were game. Were you rooting for them? You know, to be honest, I think I was kind of rooting for... I'm, I'm a Cavs fan. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm a Cavs fan. Okay. I like, I like LeBron. Sorry about. Yeah, I like LeBron. <laughs> you know, coming from Florida, coming from Miami, LeBron played with us for four years, and yeah. he won us... He won. Oh, you're <laughs> I'm sorry, I just broke God his phone. Damn you! He won us two rings. You know what I mean? So, so I he, it was he three. It was no, he won two. two. We he played. We played oh, for four so years. The they lost the first, won the two in the middle, and and lost, lost the last. Lost okay, the last, yeah. okay. So I like I fan. like LeBron. I like Kevin Love. I like J.R. Smith. As you know, whether he has his faults here and there, but we all they all do. I mean, I like you know, I like the Warriors, but I, I kind of like the Cavs. I, I'm kind of a Cavs fan, you know. Okay. I can't, I can't, you know. No shame. But yeah, um, Warriors won. But uh, so back to compromise, which is a very important relationship. Yeah. What do you feel like you are compromising in your relationship? Like, do you have an example of something you guys are, um, are doing well at compromising? It's usually, with? it's usually just little stuff, you know. It's, it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but but sometimes little stuff is big Become enough big to big shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think compromise. I honestly, I think it's um, is is uh, letting go of your ego. Oh, hundred. I think that's it. I think you just got to put your ego aside, and sometimes realize that you're not the most important. <laughs> Here, let's turn the fan on. Let's turn the fan on. I told you to take your shirt Here, off. Are you that hot? Uh, can you click the the, the the click the middle the the middle string? That's I'm wrong. So wrong. There you go. There you go. We're gonna turn the fan on, guys. So there'll be a little humming. But um, <laughs> but yeah. But compromise. if we were going to sleep, but see, he compromise. Would be like, turn all that I, shit off. I don't care if we have a little sound so that he can get be, he can be you know more comfortable. I'm fine with that. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we're all happy. We're all happy. It's fine. But um, all right. So let we're, we're about thirty minutes in. Let's just talk about nonsense right now. Okay. Uh, let's talk about. I love I love movies right now. Let's just let's get plain and simple. What's your favorite movie right now, or a movie recently, or anything that it can be a shitty movie, something that you've watched oh, okay. recently that you want to talk about? Any movie? Does that have to be a big movie that changed your life, or it could be it could be like the last movie you saw on Netflix. I was like, yeah, that was a pretty good movie. I can't think of like. Do you watch a lot of movies? Yeah, I do, yeah. but I, I can't think of a recent movie. Or just your favorite movie. I would say um, my two all-time favorite movies that I think made me want to become an actress mm-hmm. is um, Forrest Gump. Oh, yes! I love Best Forrest Best movie Gump. ever. I love... I Robert um, Zemeckis, Tom Hanks. I, I real talk. When I was maybe about seven years old, mm-hmm. my cousin Anthony was um, playing video games. It was late at night, mm-hmm. and I was bored. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went into what his year? Room. If you can put a year on it, you I mean, it was it's, if this was when I was, I was probably about seven years old. So this had to like be nineteen ninety eight. It had to be okay. like nineteen ninety eight. And um, I went into his room, and he was watching I, porn. No, he was playing video games. <laughs> and I literally swear to God, I performed the whole Forrest Gump from him. I mean, for him. But and like a five minute? I was, no. I mean, wait, wait. this was. Two and a half hours <laughs> of Forrest Gump? And I played every, you played every single character. character. And he had a bump Shala, bed. I would give a left <laughs> nut to be in that room. Yo, real talk. And he had a bump bed, so. I, when the part when he's on the shrimping boat, I used the bumper for the shrimping boat. As, I'm telling you, if you ask my cousin, he will talk about. You're this. kidding me. 
I did every voice, even from the beginning when he's in the doctor What's your putting favorite braces line from that movie? on his... He's braces on his yeah, legs! Like, I love that fucking Okay, movie. okay, okay. Three, three questions. What's your favorite line from the movie? Favorite line from the movie. I think now that as I get, as I've gotten older and I watch it now, I love, I love, love, love when, um... When Forrest looks at Bubba and he goes, oh. "Hi, Forrest." I mean, he goes, "Hi, Bubba." Yeah, and hi, Forrest. Like, hi, Forrest. And they just and, got. And, he's dying in his yeah. In his and then arms. he just say, "I, I want to go home." And oh, it's just like, God. it gets like, oh, that is the, more, like that. The, it that gets me character. every time. One of the, I mean, one of the best films of all time. What? Really, one of the best films. It of all really time. is. It really all is. All right, best favorite character. I mean, obviously, Forrest. Like, Forrest yeah. I mean, because to me, the thing that I love about Forrest Gump was this was a man who. Was had mental disabilities, mm-hmm. and he accomplished so much in his life. I may be dumb, but I know what love is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like he just, he accomplished so much in his life. How, yeah. And he was the underdog. And I he think was. growing up, I felt like an underdog. Um, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize these things when I was watching it as a kid. But now that I'm older, I think that that's why I liked it. I, I think I felt like an underdog. People made me feel that I way. Think, yeah, I think the message of the movie is not, not so much as like the underdog always wins, but it's that a person with a, uh, a such a, 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 not a, a, what's the word? Such an open mind and such a kind heart. So compassionate. It can can go so much further. Yeah. Because he didn't. He wasn't one trying to be the winner. He no. was just trying to be there. Absolutely he just, not. Yeah. He. I mean, yeah, he was just. Film. He was just so compassionate, and he didn't have all all the vices that we have. Who the people who who we say are like mentally there. Exactly. I, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I just I love that movie. And then my second movie that I. I'm sorry. Um, I just I just cannot. Stop thinking about you performing the entire movie. I wish we, I mean, I can call but, Anthony but right now. But how long did it last? It was hours because I think we probably went to bed like what did 3 you, how did you? How did you know what to, like, how did you remember the movie so well? I, I love that movie. That's so funny. I, I'm telling you, you I know. You walked into his room I kn- I just, and you just started to be like, I, so a feather starts to fall from the sky. I We're think, sitting in Savannah, Georgia on a park bench waiting for the bus holding a box of chocolates. Forrest Gump is wearing torn shoes that he's worn. They I say a lot of people can it. tell. Yeah, I just did like the scene. Oh, oh, like, I so you, just, you didn't narrate it. No, I didn't narrate okay. it. I was literally just doing the scenes. And I don't think I started. I think like I was asking him to play with me. Like, mm-hmm. will he play with me? Whatever. Like, I'm bothering him and bugging him. And he wouldn't. And I think I just started just doing fucking Forrest Gump. That's hilarious. And I started going so long that he did he stopped playing his video games and he just oh so you wouldn't even care if he was first he wasn't even watching me no first he was not even paying me no attention and then then he stopped and he just started watching me and it's like um one of our favorite memories together that i did that that's wonderful what's your cousin's name anthony hey anthony thank you you for for being a supportive audience all right what's the second film Second is, I don't know if you've seen this one, but second is What's Love Got to Do With It? It's the movie about Tina That's Turner's life. Yeah, it's it's about Tina Turner's life and um, with Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne. And, I, thought, I thought the security guard was the movie about her life. That's Whitney Houston. Don't you ever mix up Tina Turner and Whitney Houston. Oh, my God. I will so chop you in the sorry. neck. I'm I so ch- sorry. Oh, my wow. God. For the Chris. For, for, I don't smell anything. I do. <laughs> but the I can hell. only imagine that the smell is as bad as how much I disappointed you right <laughs> Yeah, you did. You did. You did. Because I love me some Tina. Tina, Ooh. yeah. I mean, I like Whitney Houston, but I'm, I love Tina. 
Yeah. Love, love, love Tina. So no, I can't um, believe I'm so sorry I mixed those up. It, it's that's all right. A, that's an insult. That is an insult. Oh, but we, we'll let that pass today. All right. I might have to edit that. Totally different singers. <laughs> I mean, they're just totally different. Tina's yeah, more both, rock. Both good, right? Both good. But Tina's rock. She's rock. And mm-hmm. um, Whitney Houston is R&B and pop music. Yeah, yeah. But um, her movie about her life with Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne. Ugh. What's Love Got to Give? What's love oh, got, got to do got with to do. It. It, it? I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, we should. need to watch it. We need to watch it. I, I, I love how I was so into Force Gump, a movie about a white man. I'm all about it. <laughs> and then I'm saying a movie about a black woman, and you're like, uh, what's uh, a movie? Whitney Houston, a uh, bodyguard. I'm terrible. God damn I'm you. Terrible. I'm you sorry. Watch What's Love oh, Got shit. to Do with it. It was gonna, even nominated for an Oscar. It was a really good movie back then. Yeah. Well. Um, it came out like in 1995, maybe. I'm sure it would have won the Oscar if it if it weren't 1995. There were sticklers yeah. back she then. She always said that she felt like she was snubbed for that. Yeah, man. Um, Fucking, it's time's up, dude. Watch it. I know that's a different. That is thing, a different. Campaign, but still, I'm saying but, um, <laughs> I'm saying it's. I think time's up for everything. Okay. Should be a fair thing. enough. Fair enough. Chris, favorite movie. Well, two. I can say two or one. No, you can say one. You can yeah. say as many as you want. But right, we can. We, what are your like your yeah? What's your favorite movie right now, or just in general, or or any movie, any movie that you want to talk about? It can oh. be a bad movie. Okay, no. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like a legend. Okay, mm-hmm. I really like. Uh, sometimes when I'm bored, uh, yeah, I really like to watch Taxi Driver with. Oh Robert man, I haven't seen Taxi Driver. I've never. never. Seen I hear it's a great movie. I love though. it. It's a really good movie, classic. Yeah. Classic, yeah. I hear it's a it's a phenomenal. It's one of those like top ten best movies of all time. I've never seen it either. Yeah. What do you like about it so much? It's about uh, a taxi driver. Uh, he can't sleep and he just gonna get a job and mm-hmm. he just starting like a taxi driver and mm-hmm. just drive everywhere, like Harlem, Bronx, and he doesn't mind. Mm-hmm. He pick up uh, any kind of people, pimps. Uh, uh, also, one time he pick up a guy. He wants to kill his wife, and he just wait there, looking his wife sitting with uh, another guy from mm-hmm. the window. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a lot of does Does Danny DeVito have a lot of dialogue in that movie, or is it mostly just like physical? It's not that, not the, not that much actually. Yeah, it seems like one of those movies where it's him just acting most of the time. There's not really yeah. a lot of dialogue, huh? I like those are my favorite type of movies. You like movies like that, yeah, Chris? Yeah. Uh, you know what you should see? There's a new movie that just came out called "You Were Never Really Here." Oh, I hear it's a movie with Walking Phoenix. It's supposed to be like the modern day Taxi Driver, but it's similar to I that. I watched it. I watched it. Oh, it's great. It was really it? good. Yeah, it was oh, oh, you said you watched it. Oh, I think so. How was it. it? You watched it? Yeah, it was. But the really dark. He don't talk too much. That's what I don't like. Yeah, that's he was talking. To, I think you just said that you like. He was talking, that. but not that so quiet. Yeah, right? yeah. It wasn't too quiet. There's a little bit of dialogue, but but uh, but when you're when there is dialogue, it's yeah, it's it's you know, it's hard to follow. Um, all right, so music. Right now, I you know we were talking about you how. Say your favorite movie. Oh well, I mean I don't have to say it every time. I guess right. Okay, right now. Uh, right now I'm in, I'm in. It's a lot of dark sort of films. I watched this movie recently called The Circle. No, I'm not The Circle. I think it's just called Circle. Uh, it's a movie on Netflix. It's about... Uh, it's a pretty cool movie. It's an experimental film. It starts off with... Uh, a gr- I think it's like 30 people. They wake up on a spacecraft and they don't know how they got there. They don't know uh, who put them there. I think they just start to assume that it's aliens 
and they're basically standing in this circle, and if they move outside of their perimeter, they die. And if they touch the person next to them, they die. And every, I think it's about every two minutes, uh, there's an orb in the middle of the circle that shocks someone in the circle, and they die immediately. And so they soon realize that you can vote for the person that you want to die, that wants, that, that you want to die next. So people start to gain an alliance with each other. Some people don't agree. Some people, it basically just pays with like human emotions, human like psychology and people start voting to kill off certain people. And you know, there's the old folks, there's the pregnant woman, there's the children. We don't, they don't know who to kill first. And so it's a basically like a process of elimination of who's going to die, who's going to live. And they basically come down to the fact that only one person's going to live. So the whole movie's about like, who's okay, who's going to be this one person that we're going to save, you know, because no one wants to die, but you know, we got to save someone, you know, someone has to live. And so it's a very like thriller uh, film and it's all on that one set. It's, it's just, they're all in one circle. There's no action. It's just all, it's all dialogue. Mm -hmm. And it's a very interesting movie. That's like the the last movie. What's the name of it again? Circle. Circle. It's on Netflix. It was, it was like, it came out like three years ago. It's a very, very independent B film. It's, well, sometimes those are the best. Yeah, I mean, like the acting's okay, uh, the storyline's really good, but it's just more of like a like what's gonna happen. It's more of an interesting sort of a, sort of um, like concept. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, we were talking about music. How I really feel like music is the best way to express uh, emotion without saying any words, and I think music is very very important. So I wanted to talk about music. Uh, we can do this really quick. Uh, what's something you've been listening to lately that's that's really influenced you, like music-wise? I don't know. I listen to some of everybody, so mm-hmm. I can't really pinpoint one person. You are like an every type, every music I'm type person. I'm every type. Yeah, that's cool. That's I, cool. I, so I can't really pinpoint, but I will say one person who I always consistently go to, and I've seen them live twice. Um, is Florence and the Machine? Oh, she's great. I love. She's love, amazing. Love. Yeah, she's. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised she's not bigger. You know, I think she's pretty underrated. I think. Oh, uh, I guess to me in my world she's huge. She's probably huge. Like yeah, in yeah. my. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, no, maybe she's not. No, no. No, not everyone needs to be the Beatles. You know. And she doesn't do pop everyone music. Everyone needs to. Everyone needs to find their Beatles. Yeah, you know? and the thing is, she doesn't do pop music, and I think yeah. that's what makes people well, get so much recognition. Well, because today's music is trash. I'm sorry. Today's music, like today's popular music, is just. It's just sounds. Well, everything is really poppy now. Like mm-hmm. that—that's what's really mm-hmm. making people huge. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, Florence in my world, Florence she's and great. Machine is huge. You get what I'm saying? Uh, um, instrumentally, she's beautiful. Her voice is great. Ugh. She has great lyrics. She has a great uh, message. And she's yeah. so unique. I can't mm-hmm. think of any other music mm-hmm. that I've listened to, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that sounds like Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine is really um, good. Favorite song you can think of right now? Oof. Well, one that um, you've been listening to over and over again. Um, so she has a new album. It hasn't all, all of it has not dropped, but like iTunes have come out with two of the singles. So I've been listening to her song Hunger right now over nice. and over. And I'm playing it through my, at my yoga classes. Any I always song that's titled Hunger has to be like a drop dead of good course, song. Of course, of course, of course. It's a song <laughs> called Hunger. It starts off with like a harmonica. <laughs> it needs to be a good song. I mean, she always has harmonica. So Florence and the Machine, that's a great, that's a great choice. That's awesome. What about you, Chris? What music are you listening to right now? Yeah. I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I listen like new acoustic music, new oh, okay. like, songs. I can yeah. listen whatever. I don't. I don't mind. Okay. Good. Except, except you don't like hardcore rap music. Yeah, that's what I don't you like. like people you, you don't like Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, I like the. Like no, he doesn't like 
like gangster rap. I don't know what he's like, yeah. NWA? Oh, like, he, no, he wouldn't like something mm-hmm. like that. Like, like what I like to call trap music or gangster rap, he gets really upset. What about, uh, like, when I, I, my rap history isn't very strong. I do, I really like Kendrick Lamar. I like him a lot. You know, I don't listen to him. Oh, I love It's surprising to me that I don't listen I to mean, him. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's all personal preference. I just love his damn album. I think... You know, out of pinball or fly, I got into. You know, I was like, okay, it's cool. It's you know, it's it's not it's not it's not uh, what I thought it was gonna be. But when Damn came out, I just felt like that album was just speaking from his soul, and it was so artistic, and the 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 uh, the, the lyrics were just so so strong and sharp and specific, and just his message was just so you know just so yeah. empowering, and yeah. I just thought that album was great. That's why I'm surprised that I'm not into it. Have you listened that's... to Damn? I have listened to songs, so that's the thing. Like when it comes down to Kendrick Lamar, I definitely have, or J. Cole, who are both at least what people tell me that their messages are mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, profound and mm-hmm. it's very current. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've listened to their songs and their music, and I don't like a song, but for some reason, it never makes me want to go back for more. I don't. It that's never when you know the album me. is good. Yeah. It never pulls yeah. me, and I and I don't know why. That's a, that's that's when you know it's a hit or miss. I don't know because when when people describe their music to me, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. But then when I listen to it, it I like it, but it just doesn't make me like, oh, I want to keep yeah. listening to this. I know? think uh, even I the know. songs that aren't very influential or not very empowering, they're just they're just so personal. You know, like I listen to some of the songs, and I'm like, oh man, this I feel like this is something that I I think about or oh, I feel. Oh shit, yeah. You know, so I think his album does a very good job of doing that. Yeah, um, like I was telling you, you know, there's definitely music that can bring you back to a memory. Uh-huh. Or, uh, uh-huh. Music is very powerful. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've also been missing a lot of um, like uh, uh, classical music lately. I think uh, Philip Glass is a huge, uh-huh. huge, uh, like a huge influencer. And uh, even John Williams. I love listening to score music. Like I don't John... listen to that much classical music. Uh, classic. But score music is, I wouldn't even, it's classical, but I wouldn't even consider it classical because it, it's almost like the rock and roll of, of, of classical classic music. Because especially, it, it depends, like, if you listen to score music from, like, you know, like like a big film, it's always just so no, so nice. And it feels, like, empowering and it feels fun to listen to and it's great. Yeah. Um, any books you guys want to discuss? Anything you guys been reading lately that, that's, that, that you thought are, um, that's, you know, kind of influential? Mm, I'm reading a book right now that's really great. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of making me miss acting a little bit. Really? I'm not going to lie. What, what's the book? It's a book by, uh, it's a by, it's by a black actress, but she's not that big of a, I mean, I hate to say it. She's, he, she's big in her own right, but... Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, her, her name is Jennifer Lawrence, and she the book is called Jennifer Lawrence. Everyone knows who Jennifer Lawrence is. Who is Jennifer Lawrence? Isn't Jennifer Lawrence J J Jennifer Lewis? Sorry, Jennifer <laughs> Lewis. Shit. The sorry. Jennifer yeah, yeah. Lewis. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Jennifer Lewis. Um. Oh my bad. Edit that out. Jennifer Lewis. She. Um, is that as bad as me mixing up Tina Turner? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, shit. That's yeah. Edit that out. Um, okay. Jennifer Lewis is. Um, so her book is called The Mother of Black Hollywood because literally in almost every black movie, she is always the mother. Even Tina Turner. She plays Tina Turner mother. Mm-hmm. She, and I think that was her first film. Oh, um, wait. She's not the... Uh... She's on the new show Blackish. Oh, Blackish. yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah, yeah. the grandma on see. Blackish. All right, let's check her out. But go ahead. 
Yeah, oh, she's been in like a million movies. Never a leading role, but she's had a huge career in Broadway. And so I'm reading a book about her life and where she also battled um, mental illness. She's Mm -hmm. bipolar. Mm -hmm. She did not know for a really long time that she was bipolar. You know, she would have these mood swings and things like that. Um, And she, I mean, she's been in like a million movies, lots of... But she's never been a leading character, is I guess is what I Alright, so just really right off the meant. bat, she plays Mama O D from Prince and the Frog. So mm-hmm. yeah, she always plays she, the mom or like the grandmother. She's always the mom, yeah. They so that's why her book is titled uh-huh. Um uh, What I was Mother of Black Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um and the book was sold out everywhere. Ask Chris, it took me it was so hard for me to get the book. Yeah, I'm really proud of her. The book uh-huh. was mad like couldn't even order on Amazon. It was well, sold out. What everywhere. what did she did she say that um, so first off, she is funny as fuck. Like if you look at her YouTube videos, she looks funny. She is hilarious, and um, a lot of people actually like my friends in New York who are into the acting scene. Mm-hmm. A lot of them tell me that she, I act like her. Mm. Um, she's fucking hilarious, and her book. What I love about her book is it's her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's. So many people writing books these days, too, man. It literally, it doesn't sound like an author. It sounds like her, like, literally, she'll be talking about something, and then she'll go all the way off and be like, fuck that bullshit. Like, she, it's literally her, and it's so I wonder if she wrote it or if she did, like, an audio recording, and then she just put it onto paper. I have no idea, but it is so funny. So, I mean, but that book is kind of, because she's talking about her acting. She had a big career in Broadway, Mm -hmm. and she's talking about the hustle um, about it, and it is kind of making me a little bit miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Cause I it's would, that it's that like that. It's like my roots. It's yeah. like going back to my roots. It's a that passion bit. you had mm-hmm. for acting. Totally. It's that, that drive. Yeah, yeah. But there's I nothing. Was, there's nothing. There's like a high that you get from it. You know? Totally. And yeah. oh, and and her. It was really a drug for her. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would say two books that really changed my life was it's this book called the eleven the eleven karmic spaces mm-hmm. and. Um, it's like such a good healing book. I suggest for everyone. The, say it one more time. The Eleven Karmic Spaces. Karmic. I can't remember the author the author right now, but um, it's just a to me, it's a book that really helped me through my healing journey and trying to become grounded and um, trying to heal from past trauma mm-hmm. with family and things like that. Um, That's great. How to That's be more exactly compassionate what, person. That's exactly what a book should do. You have to read it. I suggest everyone to read this book. And then also Maya Angelou, um, Why the Cage Bird Sing. Uh, Both of those books, I would say, changed my life for sure. Perfect. Thank you so much. What about you? Any books? No. No? No No books? (laughs) No. (laughs) A special no. Uh, A recent book right now, I'm reading two books. I'm reading Ishmael. It's a venture. Yeah, it's a a, the adventure of the mind and spirit, and uh, it's 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 a pretty cool book. It basically talks about uh, human evolution and how uh, we we as humans uh, uh, have this sort of entitlement that since we are the alpha, we are the 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 the, we we are the ones who control the world. Uh, that we don't think any any more about mother nature. We don't think about the animals. Mm-hmm. We don't think about everything that the world does not belong to man or 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 woman per se. It doesn't belong to us. No, it belongs to the world. Belongs to itself, and so we are taking advantage of it. And how we have essentially ruined the world because of of man, you know, being selfish and thinking that the world is for himself, but it's not. 
And another book I'm reading right now is called The Man Who Sold the World, ironically enough, but it is actually about David Bowie and his life in his uh, his infl- his life in music and his life um, in his you know uh, growing up and they have a huge exhibit in Brooklyn. Oh David really? Bowie. Well, David Bowie's Everyone's he's crazy about he's, he's asking who is that guy? He's everywhere. Oh, he's he's there. I mean, David Bowie is he's not even. Fabulous. I mean, he he's not even human. He's an alien. He's an alien from another. I mean, he literally created himself as a creature from Mars. Ziggy Stardust. That was his first. I think his first alter character, not alter ego, but his his first like made up character. He's, he went through stage. I'm mean, I'm very early in the book, but he went through stages where he created different characters of himself. And Ziggy Stardust is a character from Mars, and he is—he truly is an alien. He's a foreign creature, and we should—we should all respect and listen to David Bowie. He was um, married to a black woman too. He was married to a black woman, which is which is funny because I'm reading the book that apparently he was also gay. I didn't know that. Everything. I could believe it though. <laughs> Everything. I'm not surprised. At one point in time, everyone's gay. So yeah, we're coming to the end right now. Let's see. Uh, if there's anything I want to touch upon real quick? Um, pop culture. Let me see. Anything in pop culture you guys want to discuss that's been going on in, in recent, recent, uh, whether it's politics, religion, no. anything recently you guys want to talk about that's been affecting your guys' lives? No, nothing. Oh, well, well, I always I, I, think about religion for myself. I always think oh, about okay, it. yeah. What, your your Christian religion, Catholic? I am born, uh, I am raised Christian, mm-hmm. but as I'm getting older, I'm starting to Question that is that is a whole millennial thing right now too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like you know Rachel. I where are I don't, you? Where were you? I'm. I was raised Catholic, okay. but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I I I I don't know. I think I think in today's time, uh, people have kind of put a danter on like the Christian religion. You know, it's starting mm-hmm. to it's starting to look a little bit you know in in sort of in a, in a negative way. I think because it's starting it's starting to feel like you know a lot of religion is playing too closely to politics. And so we relate like sturdy Republican politics to like a Christian religion, and we get we get scared from that when it's like, well, does religion believe in in you know pro life? Yes, you know apparently they believe in pro life. I I I am for one, I am pro choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, does certain religions don't believe in gay marriage? Yeah, and certain yeah. religions don't believe in certain things. And it's like, wait a second, I believe in certain. I believe in gay marriage. I believe in pro choice. I believe in in so many different things. Why does a certain religious say make you feel like you can't? You know what I mean. Yeah. So it makes us worry that it's like, where do we stand? You know, I think I think you can be a holy person. I think you can believe in a god. I think you can have your religion. Well, I hundred percent believe in God. Yeah, now, I hundred yeah. percent believe in a higher power. Um, and I do think that there's a difference between being spiritual and religious. And mm-hmm. I I do not consider myself being a religious person. I do think that religion... Spiritual is definitely a, a, a good way to think of it, you know? Yeah, I think that me with spiritual, I take my spirituality as it's my personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So meaning that people who say, you know, just like you said, um, uh, God is against gay marriage, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But to me, my personal relationship with God is God is a loving God. Mm-hmm. God exactly. is not someone who's like, mm-hmm. you can he come sit be with on the you, bus, but you. you can't. You know, like, yeah. to me, that is man. That is your God, yeah. Um, that is man who, who likes mm-hmm. to separate us. And I think that religion is a form to separate. It's almost like race. It's like Mm -hmm. race to me. It's a form to say, you are over here and you are there. Mm -hmm. Um, That's my opinion. And then I also have a, oh, I got a lot of, I have a lot of thoughts about religion. And it goes further than that. Well, yeah. Because religion is the oldest thing of all time. Yeah. So um, you you can you can go on for miles, but yeah. I I see where you're standing. That's a good way. What about you, Chris? Anything you, um, you want to talk about religion at all? 
I born, oh, I raised, you said, I, yes. I raised the uh, uh, Greek mm-hmm. Orthodox. Christian. Christian, yeah. And I believe in God. And I don't go to the church actually that much. Maybe yeah, I don't think anyone year. really does anymore. <laughs> but I think church is not about you going to church. I think is in your heart, you know, what you believe and yeah. stuff. Church is whatever you are. To me. That's actually spot on. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I see Very it too. Profound. Yeah, that's deep and that's mm-hmm. that's actually right to exactly and how people I feel. that go to church every Sunday, they're not like uh, saint. How you say? Mm-hmm. Maybe those people are like bad people. How you call them? And because we're all human. Mm-hmm. And they try to go every Sunday. And they they. Try to show you that, oh, we are saint and we go every day to the church. But if you're good with you and your heart, that's all matters, you know. You don't have to go to church. That is very, very true. And I think that's, you can take that to the bank, honestly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's, okay, we're, we're right at our last minute. Let's, let's, let's end it at a lighter note. I just wanted to ask this question for fun. What's your favorite breakfast food? What's like when you when you can make your own breakfast or go get your own breakfast? What what's like your ideal breakfast food? Waffles or pancakes and bacon. <laughs> Damn, that is like I think every girl might say that because Rachel loves waffles. I and love pancakes. a good waffle and pancakes. If you had to choose between waffles and pancakes, what would it be? They're, they're essentially the same damn thing. But if you if you if there was like oh we only have one. Well, no, she said waffles. Or pancakes. <laughs> I like French toast too. I like all those. Sir. Okay, um, if you had to choose, if you had to between French toast, waffles, or pancakes, which would it be? Pancakes. Yeah, I think so too. Pancakes, yeah. Because pancakes, it's like they're like little pillows, and they're kind of like it's kind of not very hard to mess them up. But I have been, I've been oh, more I've had, of, I've had. Uh, you uh, have shitty. I feel like I've had more shitty, shitty waffles, but but very doughy, and not not doughy, but very like not like raw, Flowery, raw, raw. I've had raw mm, pancakes, and that okay. that was at IHOP. Okay. But I had they were still <laughs> raw in the middle, and yeah. I'm like, no, Ew. it's. I gross. love IHOP pancakes. The IHOP in Miami what about, Springs, Lord. They're not, they're not IHOP anymore. They're IHOP. What the what fuck I mean? is but, that? They're supposed to be serving burgers. So I guess they want to be International House, House of, of Burgers. No. no so, well, I, fuck you, IHOP. <laughs> what the hell are you thinking? I saw that. Just I, put burgers on your menu and call yourself IHOP. The fuck is wrong with you? I could be wrong, but I saw that. Someone I thought, it, I thought it's because they wanted to be more about breakfast. But they're, all, they're, all, they're already about breakfast. I thought it was International House of Breakfast, pancakes. and I was like, "What's the difference? You still gonna serve pancakes?" Maybe the B is gonna be better. Uh, I saw someone put that the B was. It was on social media. Maybe it's so gonna be breakfast. Maybe it's breakfast. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. That's what we're saying. But I saw that someone put that uh, the, on social media. What if it's just gonna? Like, what if it's gonna be burger? beer now? No, breakfast. House of beer. All right, so so yeah, waffles, pancake, all this, all the Wait. good sweets. Uh, let's do Chris first. What's your favorite oh. breakfast food? I like uh, waffles. Same, same as me. And. My favorite thing to do, my specialty, make uh, omelet. Actually, yeah, omelets. Omelets. Full breakfast every omelet. morning. Oh, same here. I think I think uh, I think a full large. Like, it doesn't be large, but a, a nice hearty hearty breakfast in and the morning. Hot, actually, I don't like. You can't cereal. have a cold breakfast. I can't. Oh God, oh, no! God. It's the first meal of the day. What about cereal? I can't. I can't. A cereal is an ap- to me. Cereal is an appetizer <laughs> for your breakfast. You can make a meal sometimes. <laughs> I like to make my breakfast, and I'll, while I'm making cereal? my breakfast, I have a bowl of cereal. The That's best so part to eat cereal is after work to come home. Chris, yes. okay. Cereal, to me, cereal is a snack. It, uh, but it's fun no fact snack. about Chris, Chris, when he gets home from work, he likes to eat a bowl of cereal with a side of cheese. I used to eat uh, 
Like he's one scoop of cereal. What do you mean, like like a cheese stick? No, like it can be a block of cheese that he'll cut a slice and he'll eat one scoop of cereal and then eat a piece of cheese. Sweet and savory. One scoop yeah, of exactly. Sweet and savory. Yeah. What's, What's your favorite cereal? Oh, he's salami and cereal. I like it. Yeah. Dude, the, the cereal <laughs> in Greece must be weird. <laughs> Salamios. I use. Uh... <laughs> Come get your salamios. <laughs> God damn it. Special K. Okay. Which one I got? The special K, I guess. You get Kellogg's something. The Kellogg's. Or the corn Kellogg's. Kellogg's is great. You cannot whatever. go wrong with Kellogg's, yeah. Two layers. First, I put a little bit of cereal. Yeah, yeah. I add uh, honey, and after the second layer, I put uh, cereal again. Yeah. Honey, mm-hmm. peanut butter, and sometimes fresh fruit. <laughs> Write this down, folks. <laughs> this is traditional Greek breakfast. He gets a big spoon. He gets a big spoon of peanut butter, licks a piece off, spit it in a cereal, licks a piece off, I'm not spit it in a cereal. Yes, he does. He licks a piece off, spit it in a cereal. What does I'm that not mean? It. I'm yes, got it. How many little birds you don't put it, it, you don't put it. How many little birds give food to their kids? Something like that, I'm doing. <laughs> His excuse is that, oh, well, the birds give their kids food with the spinach so I can eat it myself. But well, tahini. Giving... Now, sometimes I use tahini. You ever, you know tahini. tahini? I know tahini. Yeah, yeah that's no, how you make hummus. I spit tahini. No, it's not hummus. Tahini is from seaside. No, I'm saying you use tahini to make hummus. No, tahini is from the chickpeas. It's different. Yeah, chickpeas is tahini from Tahini is from seaside. Mm-hmm. Seaside. You know what? Sesame? Sesame. Yeah. Sesame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that... tahini, yeah. No, the hummus is from the, the chickpeas. <laughs> <laughs> what are you making? <laughs> Have you ever made homemade hummus? No. When you make hummus, you oh, mix you, you mix you mix chickpeas with tahini, and that's what oh. makes the hummus. Yeah. <laughs> But you use your own chickpeas. <laughs> no, well, you you could you do use chickpeas, but you have to mix it with hummus. Your ingredient. Yeah, yeah. Kill me with these chickpeas. Okay, so what's what's your favorite? my ideal breakfast? I love my favorite breakfast would be scrambled eggs mm-hmm. with a side of veggie sausage because I'm a vegetarian. Uh, my favorite veggie sausage would probably be field roast, a breakfast sausage, and uh, and sourdough toast with some some butter on it. Yeah. Cool. Good old, good old American boy breakfast. Nah, see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pancakes and all yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, breakfast American is pretty food. much like, there's no like, I think when you think of breakfast, it's like American food. I don't, yeah, I don't eat no crazy no, shit. No, American yeah. food is, or, or like, American cheese is there. I think two, the two I mean, traditional breakfasts is like, I mean, either American or Mexican. Because like, you can have a good Mexican breakfast, like, I'm really, when you're going breakfast, I'm really American. American, yeah. Like, For, uh, traditionally. That's yeah. my thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't really. I'm. Mm-mm. Maybe like a French breakfast. Like I got here when someone invite me Baguettes. to brunch, and it is like a Mexican type place, and they oh don't have they give you scrambled eggs. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, or they no. give you the Mexican pancakes. At least in yeah. New York. To me, I'm breakfast, like eggs, bacon. Well, you know, for me, veggie bacon or you know, pancakes. Yeah, traditional American. Yeah. Yeah. What about yeah. cheese? You put cheese in your omelet. <laughs> Not with my cereal, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the omelet. Yeah, sauce. I'll get my salami. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, guys. Well, that concludes our podcast today. Thank you, Shalomar. Thank you, Chris. Thanks. Uh, we're going to have to go outside because Chris has been farting this whole time. So, Bye. All right. Good night, everyone.